Degrees don't replace inner work, inner growth. Welcome back to Breakthrough, Waking Up to the Real You. I am your host, Alejandra Vivanco. Thank you for joining me today. Remember to subscribe and share this podcast. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at alevivanco29. All the details are in the description box below. Okay, let's, let's get started. Dr. Eager says, how could I help people to transcend self-limiting beliefs, to become who they were meant to be in the world? I told my principal I was considering getting my doctorate in psychology, but I couldn't speak my dream without a caveat. I don't know, I said. By the time I finish school, I'll be 50. He smiled at me. You're going to be 50 anyhow, he said. I mean, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. See how reframing certain things we think kind of help us. And then also it's like, well, yeah, you're going to be 50 anyway. So life is full of endless possibilities and we must be open to seeing it that way. We're all going to get there. 50, 60, let me be blunt. We're going to die. Okay. Death is coming. We don't know when and how, how we get there though, how we choose to travel the road is up to us. And fortunately, we lock ourselves in an idea of how our lives should be, and then we feel stuck. We never look at that feeling anymore. We just accept that life is going to feel and be that way. Therefore, taking any risks is a fight in our minds. We cannot fathom the idea of starting over. We cannot give up the familiar pain for a new unknown, a new hopeful way of living. As long as we feel we are in control and we give ourselves the illusion of power, everything else takes a backseat. Welcome to suffering. Dr. Eager says, when we feel we have no control over our circumstances, when we believe nothing we can do we can do can alleviate our suffering or improve our lives, we stop taking action on our own behalf because we believe there is no point. So she talks about an experiment that Seligman, who was a psychologist, I think, did an experiment with dogs. So if the dogs, I think the dogs had were electrocuted, they had shock collars. So if the dog could get through a fence or something like that and push a button, they won't get shocked anymore. But and they would get rewarded. But there were dogs that because of the pain they were in, because this was like a long experiment and very, very cruel, by the way. And she acknowledges that in the book. But at some point, the pain comes too much. The dog just some dogs would just go to the floor and whimper and cry because they just they knew that they, they just had to take it. So. Just think about it in our lives. You know, we don't know how much pain we're in. And sometimes it's just a matter of, you know what, it, it is what it is. Like, there's no fight anymore because we are so much in pain. Dr. Eager says, suffering is inevitable and universal. We teach ourselves negative feelings about ourselves in negative and self-defeating behaviors that follow from these feelings. Uh, Albert Ely said that, 
he showed that underlying our least effective and most harmful behaviors is a philosophical or ideological core that is irrational, but is so central to our views of ourselves and the world that often we aren't aware that it is only a belief, nor are we aware of how persistently we repeat this belief to ourselves in our daily lives. The belief determines our feelings, sadness, anger, anxiety, and our feelings in turn influence our behavior, acting out, shutting down, self-medicating to ease the discomfort, to change our behavior, Elise taught, we must change our feelings. And to change our feelings, we change our thoughts. If you don't know why you're reacting, you will be a slave to your thoughts and past. So Dr. Eager continues, this is a part of being human. The problem and the foundation of our persistent suffering is the belief that discomfort, mistakes, disappointment signals something about our worth. The belief that unpleasant things in our lives are all we deserve. Let's talk about it. And it's true when we, we, we put everything together in one pot and when it comes to people like me that grew up having to be perfect, and if you made a mistake, there was physical, emotional, mental punishment, then you have to control everything and everything has to be okay. And if we fail, that means we're a failure. And I discovered this when I was reading um, Yesterday I Cried. The belief is that we made a mistake, we're worthless. And because we made a mistake and obviously there was punishment and the underlying thing is we're worthless, then we need, we deserve to be punished in life. We deserve, you know, people go to church and, you know, sin and all that. Having that feeling of I deserve a punishment and I need to redeem myself and I'm going to make the same mistake because I don't know where it's coming from. So we always are, we're always spinning in that same darkness because we were taught that. We have no worth unless we do, and we must do something, yet it will never be good enough because it was never about us. It was always about them deflecting their pain onto us, which means our parents. Dr. Eager says, self-acceptance was the hardest part of healing for me, something I still struggle with. Perfectionism emerged in my childhood as a behavior to satisfy my need for approval, Perfectionism is the belief that something is broken, you. So you dress up your brokenness with degrees, achievements, accolades, pieces of paper, none of which can fix what you think you're fixing. And we take it very personal when someone talks about what we do or we feel ashamed if we don't do what we said we were going to do in life. And it's not about the thing you do. It's about the opinion you have of it. No matter what you do, understand that nothing can fill the void because it's not about filling it, it's about healing it. Dr. Eager continues, In trying to combat my low self-esteem, I was actually reinforcing my sense of unworthiness. 
in learning to offer my patients total love and acceptance, I fortunately learned the importance of offering the same to myself. So treat yourself like you would someone who relied on you for surviving, someone who was very sick. Offer yourself the same compassion and respect. And this is what Dr. Jordan Peterson says. So I've said this in the beginning. When you fill your cup, that's an act of self-love. And then when you share the overflow with others, that, that's when you don't resent them. Because what we do is we have an empty cup. And then we try to give whatever water we have to everybody. And, and we think we're doing something good, but we're not. Because you're not giving them anything but a little bit, like a drop. So you have to be selfish in order to be selfless. We cannot perpetuate and reinforce beliefs that are not working for us. If it's not working, why can't we choose to change it? Because sometimes we don't know we have that choice. Dr. Eager says, choice therapy, she, that's what she calls her therapy. Choice therapy is about, um, freedom is about choice, about choosing compassion, humor, optimism, intuition, curiosity, and self-expression. And to be free is to live in the present. If we're stuck in the past saying, if, I, if only I had gone there instead of here, if only I had married someone else, we're living in a prison of our own making. Likewise, if we spend our time in the future saying, it, I won't be happy until the only place where we can exercise our freedom of choice is in the present. She continues, only I can do what I can do the way I can do it meant overthrowing the compulsive achiever in me who was always chasing more and more pieces of paper in the hopes of affirming my worth. It meant learning to reframe my trauma to see in my painful past evidence of my strength and gifts and opportunities for growth rather than confirmation of my weakness or damage. So... She's not saying anything we haven't heard before if you tune, tuned in to A New Earth. It's just a different way to get into the same information. You have to live in the present because it's the only moment exists. You have to let go of the past and you have to stop thinking about the future as your as hope, as where things bet, better things are happening or are going to happen. And... We need to stop trying to mask our worth because we're worth because we we're worthy because we are, not because we do. You were born a baby, doesn't know it needs accolades, achievements, and papers, and this and that and the other, and followers and likes. It doesn't know it. A baby is worthy because it's it's here. So why can't we internalize that? So stop. Breathe and be honest with yourself. You may have already achieved some things in your life. The illusion of, of success, let's say. Has it filled the void? Does it feel like you're now worthy? Is it enough? If not, when will it be enough? What are you trying to prove? Can't you accept that you're enough? Dr. Igor says... We had no control over the most consuming facts of our lives, but 
we had the power to determine how we experience life after trauma. Survivors could continue to be victims long after the long after the oppression had ended or they could learn to thrive. Take responsibility for your life and stop justifying perpetuating the opinion of others in your mind. Yes, you're enough. No, you do not deserve unhappiness. Yes, you matter because you are not because you do. But first, healing needs to be done so the source of every decision you make doesn't come from a broken place, but from a healed one. The struggle and tragedies in our lives, each of us has the capacity to gain the perspective that transforms us from victim to thriver. We can choose to take responsibility for our hardships and our healing, and we can choose to be free. We can choose to be free. And I think that's kind of overwhelming to some of us because that means that we have to stop blaming others. So we need to stop living our lives because they did something, whoever they are. We have to live our lives because we have to. There's no other way. How we get to do that, it's completely up to us. So she talks about, you know, talking to some of the survivors and she says, to them, forgiveness meant forgetting or condoning. It's important to assign blame to the perpetrators. Nothing is gained if we close our eyes to wrong, if we give someone a pass, if we dismiss accountability. And it's not up to us. It's not up to us. I know we want them to, to pay somehow, but it's not up to us. If you cannot go through the legal system, if there's nothing you can do and that's just how it is, then you have to accept that it's out of your hands. We cannot be the, the bearers of justice. We cannot be knocking on doors and trying to get rid We can't do that. We can't. I mean, we could, but... What life are you living? So we have to accept what was. And I think that is one of the toughest things, especially if you grew up or you were exposed to things that now you know obviously you shouldn't have been exposed to. Or if you went through situations that you sometimes ask yourself, if I just would have not gone down that road or not met this person or not do this... There's a lot of what ifs, but once we come to terms with what happened, we can at least acknowledge that it's over. Like the the moment that stop reliving that moment just because and focus on the pain. And I understand I was the one who thought that if I forgave people, then I was going to, you know, just whatever, they, they, I wouldn't validate what happened to me. They wouldn't be accountable. They're still not accountable. They're still not accountable. But that's just for them to live that with that. You know, like she said, Mengala has to live with the choices he made. Even if he thinks it's right or wrong, it doesn't matter. And the people that hurt me have to live with those choices. They have to live with themselves because if they did that, that means it's coming from a broken place. So I'm not going to waste my time. I'm not going to waste my energy. 
Because I owe it to myself now to move forward. And if that means I have to go back and feel it, okay. And I have to, you know, purge some stuff, cool. But I know that I'm moving forward regardless. So that's it for today. And remember to share. And every Monday there is a new episode. And with that, I say till next time. Bye.